Are you ready? Because I want you to pay attention. This is the beginning of something. Uh, who is it again? Pete. Pete McMurray. How do you spell it? P-E-T-E. Oh, Pete. What kind of <laughs> chump are you? What? This is the Pete McMurray Show. Hello and welcome into the show. Please follow the show on social media at Pete McMurray. And if you missed anything on the show, just search Pete McMurray Show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Let's say hello to Lisa. Did you have a good week this week? Did I? <laughs> okay. I Let's say yes. So. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. When do we hit that time in the change of seasons where we become SAD, seasonal affective disorder? When is that? It's about the time I have to turn my heat on. Oh, as long no. as my heat is off, oh. I can pretend that we're not in the sad time of the year. So we're talking mid, late October for you. Is that right? You know I push it as long as I can. Jeez. We have our uh, psychotherapist on usually around the sad seasonal affective disorder time of the year. So that's a that's a good uh, mark. So when your heat goes on, that's when you should start thinking about your mental health. I like that. I think it's yeah, but I'm also like my house is brick. It's all brick. It's an old home. It keeps temperature very well. So I can really delay. You're but right. It's, like, it's a mind game. Yeah. You know? There's something about turning on the heat that feels like defeat. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's so funny during the winter time, living in the Midwest, you bundle up. So if I'm oh. picking you up to go somewhere, you look like that kid on the Christmas story. You're all bundled up. Because I get cold and I'm outside a lot walking around. So, yeah, I do bundle up. I I'm, have re- Ridiculous amount of layers. I'm shocked that a female gets cold. Gosh. Yeah. (laughs) It's Um, because we're not allowed to eat anything. We're just supposed to eat lettuce and carrots. (laughs) Guess what? It ain't insulating that lettuce and carrots. (laughs) Does anyone have any extra money to bail out the government? Anyone? Anybody? Uh, Anyone? I'm tapped. Uh, I'm tapped. The government shutdown is looming. Uh, Is this a two-year cycle? Is it, we were talking about this six months ago. I know, but did it happen six? I can't even remember. There's so much news coming at you. They signed like a temporary peace agreement to yeah. keep the can down the road six months. And I said, well, this is just going to happen okay, again. Now I remember Here this conversation. We yes. Are. Congressman Darren LaHood will join us today. The government shutdown. How about Merritt Garland on Capitol Hill this week? Kim Jong-un in Russia last week visiting Putin. He's on the House Intelligence Committee. So and much Zelensky. to talk in Zel- the White House this week. Uh, yep. Zelensky in the White House this week. So, so much to uh, talk to uh, Darren about. World Heart Day was this week. We're going to talk heart health. You look very serious all of a sudden. You guys, he just put on his, like, I'm George Clooney in ER face. <sighs> guys, <laughs> Dr. Doug Ross, thank you for bringing that up. Appreciate it. Oh, that was my Halloween costume. Out of your head. Everybody knows Dr. Doug Ross from ER back in the 90s. I mean, Come I on. remember he was on ER, but I did not remember the doctor's name. Uh, gang, I uh, dressed up. I still have my scrubs in my closet somewhere. I dressed as Clooney. Uh, for Halloween I bet you too. every few I bet years. You yeah. World Heart Day was this week. I want to tell my story on the air. I have a heart stint and it was just by chance that they found it. And we're going to bring the 
head of cardiology at Northwestern Hospital, Dr. Clyde Yancey, who happens to be my doctor. We're going to talk about that today. Just go get checked. I mean, I have a physical every year. Cholesterol went up. They did a heart scan. And by the way, I love bringing this up on the air. People think heart scans are $2,000. The heart scan is 60 bucks anywhere. Anywhere in the United States, you can get a heart scan for $60. So they did the heart scan and they found blockage and they had to put a stint in. But did you have to push your doctor to ask for a heart scan? No. Or they suggested it. They suggested. They're like, hey, your cholesterol went up. Let's just take a quick picture of your heart. I'm like, fantastic. And <laughs> she's like, hey, um, uh, we're going to do a heart scan. I go, what's that going to cost me? A thousand, two thousand bucks. Is the insurance going to cover it? And she said, out of pocket. It's $60. That's the total price. Insurance doesn't cover it. It's 60 bucks. That's a magical tool. It's crazy. We're all about doctors on the show. If it doesn't feel right, go see a doctor. Get it fixed. And if the doctor doesn't feel right, see a different doctor. Think about how many doctors we have between the two of us. It is. I have oh, an insane amount of doctors. You guys, you guys have don't no, have a chronic illness. You, Just don't do it. You, don't do it. If you don't uh, recommend, oh, zero out of ten stars. I mean, I have, I have. Let's see, um, heart disease that runs in my family, cancer, high blood pressure. I have an orthopedic surgeon because I played so many sports, urologist, you name it. A That's five right there. Dermatologist. Uh, dermatologist. Podiatrist. Podiatrist. My uh, guy, Dr. Keith, there's seven. <laughs> yeah. It, everything is so fractured. So it's so annoying because you're like, I have eight doctors. None of them know each other and none of them know what the other one's doing. It's a hodgepodge in here. If I could give you any advice is to make sure that all your records are on some type of portal. Like the portal I use is my chart, which is in most cities, because I have four siblings that are cancer survivors. And folks, if you get sick, they want all your records. And I watched all my siblings go through this, and I thought to myself, I'm going to have it all in one place. So I make sure that all my medical records are right there in that portal. Get uploaded. So they can pull it up. Wow, this is serious talk right now, no. man. Gosh few things I uh, learned this week. How long did uh, you and Barry date before you got engaged? Uh, it was not that long. Really? I think a year. That's it? Maybe. It was a little over a year. A little over a year. Knowing you and your personality, I could see it's like, okay, this is going to work. Let's do it. And we were 30. It wasn't like we were 22. You know, there's a big difference. You're not the golden bachelor at 72 or however old he is. We were 30, folks. That's old. <laughs> Sarah and I dated for three years, engaged, married eight months later. Because, you know, you know, just get married right away. Dang. So, so you got the whole thing wrapped up in under a year. My wife From is so, if yes, my wife is so efficient. We got engaged wow. right before Christmas. I remember uh, talking to her father, Big C, and I remember saying, hey, uh, I'm going to ask your daughter to marry me. Well, good luck with that. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks, Big C. God rest his soul. Wow. According to Signet Jewelers, the largest jewelry company in the United States, the pandemic dented sales of engagement rings because relationships petered out or never even blossomed because people stayed inside. They avoided everyone. Oh, I was going to say people weren't buying rings because they weren't leaving their house. So where do you wear your jewelry to? They weren't dating and they weren't getting serious with people or they were breaking up 
because you're under the same roof and you're thinking, I don't want to spend my time with this person. Wow. The trend created what experts are calling an engagement gap. (laughs) Since couples get engaged on average about 3.25 years. So I dated my wife for three years. So I was basically there. You, of course, never normal with anything. (laughs) So guess what? I'm not. The lull in proposals expected to bottom out this year because think about it, three years from the pandemic, here we are, 2023 ending. So look for a lot of friends of your friends or your nieces and nephews to get engaged in 2024. So they started yeah, dating. Who wants and... to get engaged if you don't know if you can ever have a wedding? You're like, I don't <laughs> no, know what's no. going to happen in they, six months. No, they, I don't know. They started dating in 2021 when it lifted. The average time dating, three years. So next year, we're going to see engagements. I see people in my friend group that there was one guy that's never, there was one guy that was never (laughs) married. I'm telling you, my buddy Andy, we went to Bradley together. He found a girl and they dated and just when people get married late in life, aren't you so happy for them? That's a wedding that you like to go to. I want to know people. I want to know other guests. You know, if I only know the bride and the groom, but I don't know a lot of their friends or family, it's like you want to go because you love the bride and the groom. Right. But then who are you hanging out with all night? Because they're busy. (laughs) They ain't got time for you. You can make new friends. Uh, For one night. Let's see. Lisa doesn't really know anybody at this wedding. Let's put her at table 22 in the back corner by the kitchen. Yeah. Hmm. Got a wedding story from this week. Flower girls have long been a staple at weddings, right? Yes. One bride decided to put her own spin on that tradition. Instead of flower girls, she did fireball girls. So they threw fireballs like they're in Mario Brothers? You are. I I, I could see your face. You're going to hate this story. At her wedding last week, Jay Vanek switched things up by having her wedding party proceed down the aisle instead of flowers... They were throwing little bottles of fireball to the guests. You know what? I don't hate it. Really? Yeah, whatever. In a TikTok video posted to her social media account, two of her friends dressed in blue and red long dresses danced down the aisle to Fireball by Pitbull. Love it. (laughs) Okay. That's going to Fireball. Oh, (laughs) I know that song. Yes. Throwing (laughs) bottles of Fireball (laughs) to guests. Hmm. I like the I think that to- sets the tone for the wedding because that immediately let your guests know that this is not going to be one of those weddings where if something bad happens, the bride's going to have a meltdown. Yep. It's a wedding where anything can happen and they're just there to have a good time. So I say go for it. So here's my question. And I know we're up against the clock. Here's my question real quick is so. The song Fireball by Pitbull got everybody going. So instead of the traditional wedding song, why wouldn't you throw a great tune to pump up the crowd as the bride walks down the aisle? You know what? Next time, that's what I'm going to do. Next time. Wow. Okay. Still be to my husband. Just do it again. Oh, okay. I hope I get invited to this one. (laughs) All right. Quick break. More of the show on the way. More of the Pete McMurray Show next. Fireball. 